This podcast is supported by HealthGenYZ, an organization that advocates for young adults and their physical, mental, social, and financial health. Is this coronavirus impacting you financially? Please share your voice with us by participating in our latest coronavirus survey. To show our appreciation for your participation, in this survey, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a $10 cash gift card. Up to 20 participants will have a chance to win a $10 cash gift card. We understand that may not be a lot to some, but during these economic hardships, a little bit can go a long way. Go to the link in the podcast episode description or go to healthgenyz.com and complete the survey. And most importantly, let your voice be heard. Please support our sponsors by taking the survey to make this show possible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host, Kendall Camp. On today's episode, I brought on Jalen Greer. If you listen to previous episodes of this podcast, Jalen has been on multiple times. On this conversation, we discuss the future of American cities after the pandemic, the future of work, and we rank our top four cities we want to live in post-graduation after college. If you're listening right now, show me that you're tuned in by taking a screenshot and posting your Instagram stories that you're listening to the Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Make sure to tag our official Instagram page, which is at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. I'll put the names of those in the description. Also, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear more content of Privileged Black Kids and give a rate and review if you like this podcast as well. Make sure to share with all your family and friends and DM me on Instagram for any feedback. Again, thank you guys so much for love and support. And here's another episode of Privileged Black Kids. I want to kind of go to the next thing. And this is kind of like what I want to talk about is the future of cities. I know we're about to go into hopefully, I'm thinking during the fall, 2022, whenever, kind of like more of a post-pandemic life. And I'm wondering for yourself, you can hit any city, whether it's New York, LA, Atlanta. Do you see anything changing with kind of like the future of cities? Are you talking about like the structure of them? How many people live there? Like what specifically about the city? I would say actually more how people live because I was thinking to where, you know, most Mm. of us, a lot of us want to move to kind of like nice cities after college and that's great, but they're super expensive. And I was thinking to where, imagine now where a lot of these companies, you might have to go in the office only two days a week. You can live an hour and a half away from LA or New York and go in two times a week. And during those two times, you have an hour and a half just to listen to a podcast. And that's fine. The other days you can work from home. Like, do you kind of see that being the norm for cities and kind of like our generation? Yeah, that's definitely going to be the norm. A lot of companies have already started pushing this initiative to close down their offices. Uh, Like commercial real estate is not only struggling when it comes to uh, like hotels and things of that sort, but like people are like, our people are, our, our employees are more productive working from home than they were ever, you know, having to spend the time to wake up early, to get ready, to drive to work, to work, then take a lunch break, then go back to work, then drive home and then do all of that and take, start all over. So what what's happening is when people are at home, they're saving a lot of time, which allows them to work more. You can take your lunch break while you're still at the desk. You don't have to leave and go back and all the other kind of stuff. And people yeah. are realizing that they're more productive because they're comfortable. So they're like, okay, let's go. And you can, it, there's articles on it now. Like a lot of, a lot of big companies are closing their offices and it's going to be like a work from home initiative. As far as how we live as people, I think the shift is going to be with um, kind of like what our homes look like. So prior to the pandemic, there was a big kind of shift or uprising when it came to tiny homes and like a uh, shipping container crate homes and stuff like that. And I think that's going to, that's, I think that was affected majorly by the pandemic 
because people are at home. And when they're always looking at these same four walls, they want more space. Yeah. And I think we're going to move away from that whole tiny home conservative kind of like thing. And mm. we're going to, you know, we're going to want more. We're going to want, want to want, you know, more space. And I think we're going to be more home bodies. I think it, it can also kind of help our health because people are like, hey, I need to work out more because they're stagnant now. So instead of them being like out and open and they're like, yeah, I'm tired. Mm. I'm not going to work out. Now they're sitting all day. So they're like, I need to move. Or even like the mm. food that we're eating, they have time to actually like plant a garden and like, you know, be more, more health conscious when it comes to their food and things of that sort. So I think the pandemic was very tough and we did lose a lot of people, I mean, shoot, but I think it was, a, it. we're still in it. Yeah. But we, I think it was a, it was a major wake up call for a lot of the things that we were doing wrong that just weren't checked. I guarantee you that people are going to wash their hands more. People are going to like want more space in between the next person. People are going to take a cough more serious from now on. Even after the pandemic, if you cough, people are still going to look at you like, are you okay? People are, I think people are going to be more receptive to taking vaccinations. Prior vaccinations were a huge thing of like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And we're still very divided. But I think with people seeing this, like coming out of nowhere for us Mm -hmm. and seeing how we handled it, they're going to be more receptive to like, a lot more they're gonna take a second guess and consider all potential like extreme factors from now on out i totally agree with everything you said i guess what i'm hitting on what you said earlier is the whole productivity and and i guess work aspect to me i would say this and because i've done kind of the work from home thing for like a minute now honestly too much like this is kind of getting sick of me just looking (laughs) at a screen all day but the fact is I just have to keep looking at a screen and I can easily look at my phone or my laptop or like my other laptop or just go to like a, just watch TV. Like that aspect, I feel like sometimes you're actually less productive because we know like, you know, when you're kind of like in a down, like you're not being productive and you kind of just go to the library and just like kind of knock out some work. Now it's like, you're in the same spot and you're like, oh, I could go to the TV. Oh, I could get a snack. Like it's, I think some people, they felt more productive when they, we're actually at the office, but I would say is the better thing is you don't have a lot of these kind of quick um, interruptions. Like if you're at the desk, like somebody's like, Hey, can you do this? Can you, can you do that? Like you don't have that type of stuff, which, you know, I just, I'm agreeing with you, but I have like some disagreements within work from home. Cause I just think there's certain things that are really bad. And also, like you said, people can work more, which is especially bad for like the people who already work a lot of hours. And it's like, Hey, like you always have your phone. You got to respond, you know? Um, I think that's something that's divided and because I've heard both sides from a lot of people and I mean like for me explicitly asking like how are you holding up through the pandemic and I've gotten a 50-50 response of I actually love it I have more time to do this I can do this and a lot of other people saying like like in your case you know I actually don't like I want to separate my my you know work and and productivity Um, for me personally though I am far more productive than I have ever been. It, it might be a bit unhealthy in the long run. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can definitely see myself reaching a breaking point by the, like the end of this year, where it's just like, I'm tired. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this, you know, in, in this way anymore. But yeah, I think that's just another thing we disagree because I'm loving it. I'm far more productive. Um, it is good to have like a separate workspace. Like, you, you know, you don't want to work in your room. And I know you've heard that many times before, but like, it is good to try to have like different rooms for different things. And 
you if know, you can, but like that, the sad thing is like most people don't like, as far as going back to like yeah. the whole like future of cities things, we both know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to live in New York and LA for, you know, high ass rents, but you know, it's, it's in a point to where I just think for our generation, I do think like when we do kind of get like a certain amount of money, we are going to go kind of more towards the suburbs. But I would say this, most kids, I think you could agree right now, we miss human interaction. We miss talking to people. We miss just kind of like just going out and about and just, and just seeing people. So you're going to have a lot of people who are our, who are our age, who missed out basically two years of real college that flocked to New York or flocked to LA just to like kind of be in the scene, go to the clubs, like go to the bar, like talk to people. Like, I think there's going to be a huge amount of young people who are going to hop into that post pandemic. That's a good counter. That's a good counter argument because that's a good point. <laughs> it's like, I've been thinking to myself, like, yo, college is pretty much over. Like, Cause I don't see us being back on campus next year. And it's just like, yeah, it was just, we're pretty much done. Like just freshman and like half a sophomore year. That's all we had on campus. Now it's just like at home, your college years are over. Like that's like, okay. And now that you just brought that point up, my biggest thing personally was Juve. And I wasn't going to oh, have gosh. another Juve. So Juve was- is like to give some context from like non Atlanta <laughs> university center listeners. It's basically a, a party outside where people aren't wearing much. And I'll keep it at that. Um, Jill, it's like an AUC. Going. It's like an AUC, uh, like like Juve, like Caribbean. If you're it's, Caribbean yeah. on here, you probably know what like Juve is. We do that in AUC essentially. So it's just a Caribbean party kind of. Um, for me, I'm that was the one event that I was like, I'm never gonna have that again. Homecoming too. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be a, a long time before we have like a proper, proper, proper homecoming again. And what you just brought up was a good point. I am going to miss out. I'm, I'm going to reach a point where I'm going to be like, I haven't had the time to be able to let loose and have fun and be free and like act a fool in a long time. So mm-hmm. I very much so could, you know, graduate and be like, you know, I got half of my college years stolen from me. Let me go it, out and do this and be in the life. It's like the biggest thing. What I've noticed when I talk to post-grads, people who graduate in 2019, 2020, as they say, the number one thing they miss about college is the aspect of community. And it's just a lot easier to talk to people. So you have people who are our age, who we're going to get out of college and we're like, damn, I missed out. Like I'm trying to meet people, you know, you know speak to people again, not on clubhouse, not on the phone, but actually in person. So <laughs> that's kind of yeah. like my thing that I'm thinking of. I don't know. Like, how about this? I'll, I want to end out the podcast like this. And I'm wondering what are three to four cities and we're only going to talk in America that you would want to live in post-graduation. Mm. Okay, you said only in America? Only in America. You get three to four cities there, just like, yeah, that's where I want to be at. Okay. Um, that's interesting, because I always thought about out of the country. That was my thing, is to, to just go. Um, yeah, let's just keep it in the country for today. In no particular order, I love my city. I love Atlanta. So we'll say Atlanta. Um, next would be uh, Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Right, right. Good pick, yeah. though. Interesting. I didn't think about Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, man, you're really making me think because now I have to be in the States. Um, <sighs> a lot of people have told me that like I would be cool in California, but 
don't know if I would enjoy California. Um, so what's a what's a good part of California like 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 Oakland um, or like, like where you San Fran? Like, where I could see Jalen Greer living. I mean. I don't know because the problem is like SF, like it's just so it's like snobby. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. the tech scene where everybody's a founder of VC, and I don't see you as a guy who just only wants to talk about like his work all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So that might kind of blow you away. Do you Oakland, see me in any city in California? I mean, I think you could fit in LA. I think most people could fit in LA, if, like because there's so many. You have all these small town people moving to LA. Now nah, I don't know. Okay, do you so like, we'll like do- how about this, like? Do you like blue skies and do you like the beach? I like the beach, but I wouldn't want to live in the beach because the beach is a happy place for me. I feel like if I lived there, I wouldn't value it as much as I do now. Like Mm. I would want to preserve it as like, no, this is a vacation spot. This isn't where I would like to live. Like even in retirement, I would not like to live there because I would want the beach to be the place that I go to let go. So we're just going to rule out California. The difference between like, California, LA, and New York is in LA. It's like you do two meetings and it's like, oh yeah, I was productive. Like I like I was grinding today. And in New York, it's like, no, nah, I grinded for 12 to 15 hours. Like <laughs> it's more of like kind of a chill. I don't know like the vibes you get for me, but sometimes like I kind of like to be like more chilled out and mellow. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, bruh, like let's calm down. But you know, I guess give me, yeah, give me one or two more cities you think of. So we said Atlanta, we said Atlanta Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, Dallas, Texas, and I need a map. Uh, Florida, no. Um, for some reason, I want to say like Washington, um, no. Not New York. Okay, yeah, New York. Well, I was that that was why I did Philadelphia because Philadelphia was kind of like my diluted New York. Mm. I, I mean, I think I can get a little bit more space there. I can also still get the city feel. I can also still get the hustle and bustle feel, but it's like a still like a okay kickback kind of thing. I don't think I can get that okay kickback kind of thing as frequently as I would like in New York. Yeah, no, I mean that that's a, that's a good point. I if I had to get like my four. Um, I don't know if my dad's listening, he's gonna hate this because like <laughs> he always asks, like, what cities do you want to live in? And it'll bring up cities. I'm like, no, like I don't want to live there, I don't want to live there. I'm not gonna say some of those names, but um, as far as like my top four, definitely New York is on that list. Um mm-hmm. LA is on that list. Mm-hmm. My other two, I want to say Atlanta, but I don't because I lived in Atlanta for college and I just want something different. Like, I feel like, actually, I think Atlanta is going to be the place I retire. Oh, really? A lot, I know, actually, I know a lot of people, expect, at least my parents and like my parents' friends, they want to retire in Atlanta. Wow. Well, I guess just being from here, I've never heard that before. It's just because the, the Atlanta has this aspect of black excellence and it's a great place. If you're if you're black and it's successful, like you love Atlanta. And also too, like the housing costs, like it's just a lot cheaper. So if I've yeah, lived that, in well, that was also for, why I included Dallas. Because yeah, if you, if you live in one of these cities that you're paying like a, a bunch on writing your mortgage and you can kind of retire and live in this fat house for like two or $3 million, you're like, cool, you know? Um, I would say I want, I do want to have a set in Miami for some reason. Like, I just feel like Miami would be interesting. 
Um, I don't know how that would go. I probably would leave in like two years. Like I don't see myself. What timeline are we looking at? Like what, what timeline are you thinking about when you give me these questions? I mean, these cities. I'm thinking more in my 20s. That's why I can't really give Atlanta because I don't personally want to be in Atlanta in my 20s. I did it during college. I'll come back when I'm older. I still want to, I actually still, I want to explore the Bay Area like entirely because I'm like not really, I'm like, like to your conscious, I'm 45 minutes away from Oakland. But in my head, that still feels like very far from what's actually going on in the city. Mm-hmm. So. I'm trying, I want to dig into why you say you don't want to be in Atlanta in your 20s, but you want to be here when you retire. That seems so backwards to me. It's just Atlanta to me is, here. okay, this is why I'm saying it. One, like I said, I've been in Atlanta, Georgia throughout college. So I've experienced it. And I want to experience new things. Do so you I'm really think you experienced it in two years? Not entirely, but I, I'm still open to other things to where like I'm more like I'm more interested right now in New York than Atlanta because I was in Atlanta for a little bit. You know, it's like I just I don't know yeah. about New York. So it's like I just want to explore in Atlanta. Like I know decent bits and parts of it, you know, but New York to me is just like totally new. You know, L.A. for me will be totally new, like. I've had Atlanta like a little bit and I love it. It's cool. But like, I just want something different. You know what I mean? Okay. So what were all four of yours again? Run through them again. Uh, I went New York, LA, Miami. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going to go Bay area. Okay. Okay. Even though like, I, I think for myself, like Bay area, I'll, I'll probably make a YouTube video one day about like, how Silicon Valley ruined my confidence and mental health, like, you know, <laughs> just stuff like that. But that's a whole nother story. Um, Galen for real, it was like nice coming on, like talking to me about kind of, you know, clubhouse and kind of just shooting the shit about the future of cities. Um, I also want to say, if you like this episode of the Privileged Black Kids podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and over podcast platform you're listening on. Also follow us on Instagram at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support. And thank you for listening to that episode of Privileged Black Kids.